This is Blake 7 in Character, the podcast that travels at Standard by 5 to seek out elements from the classic TV show. We'll be taking a look at the one-off characters, and occasionally the not-so-one-offs. Who they are, what we think, the actor's backstory, and anything else that occurs to us as we waffle away. So, stand by to teleport, but this is going to be spoiler-heavy, so it's advisable that you watch the story first. Well, welcome back to Freedom City. Here we are. Um, we, we, we've we been here before for Crantor. It's, we have, yes. Oh, no, no, twice. We've been to Crantor, Freedom City twice. We, we've been for Crantor and Dockerley, Dockerley yeah. as well. So, yeah. yeah so a third, third time's the charm. Uh, it was no effort whatsoever to watch this episode. It was like it going was back joy. and seeing an old yeah. friend, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Seeing Travis come out with his... You know, stubble and cowboy outfit. It was so good. Such and a good episode. It's Robert Holmes, isn't it? So yeah. it's double wax a go go in this. Yes, there's like yeah. It he, he quite rightly sort of gets rid of Blake and the two girls. Like get get rid of them. Don't want to talk about them. And then it's double act all t- all round. So but we could have had Travis, another double act if Blake stayed on the Liberator. Yeah, and, and, and we could have just ca- yeah working it out. You didn't they, need Blake there. They work really well together. The weakest part of this story is Blake. He doesn't really do anything. He's he doesn't come across like he's putting any effort into uh, like undercover work, does he? No, nope. like, oh, Blake. <laughs> And he's got the bloody bat wing yeah. uh, sleeves oh, on, and he's yeah. <laughs> that's him undercover, is it? Mind you, you see some of the uh, um, inhabitants of the casino. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's painful to still watch that, to have nuns and a Dracula and a, you know. It, I, I've sort of, I've come, to, I've come to terms with it because of when we discussed it before and we went through and going, um, okay, it's a, it's one of those places you've got to dress up. It's a cosplay bar, basically. You've got to dress up to go in, and and it makes sense. But the trouble is, even with even when you go, I'll, I'll allow that. You're every time I watch it, I'm shocked by how cheap the outfits are. And the and the the set. I mean, it's just a the load of ribbons nothing, and stuff, yeah. isn't it? I mean, and, I, and, I I used to yeah. listen to this story a lot on on my C90 cassettes. Yeah. I bet and, it had a wonderful set. When you listen to it. Yeah. It sounds brilliant. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you completely, and, and that was the shock. We've said, you know, on the original run of this yeah. show, when they started releasing those, uh, all the videos out, you know, two per tape, to finally see them again after all these years, you go, oh my God. Yeah. Ooh, I don't remember it appearing this cheap. Even, like say, the external shots, which are just a car park with some tinsel on. Yeah. It's just, it's like, oh dear, this is, this is cheap. Well, I tell you what, we'll start today by talking external shots, all right? Okay. Well, Travis came in on the Bari's last trip. He spends all his time down on the rink. Tyres, are you sure that headgear is part of the uniform? It is of the period, Crantor. It looks a little heavy. May I say that your own costume is... Quite magnificent. It really suits you. Yes, it does, doesn't it? My designer tells me that it is patterned upon the attire of someone called the Prince Regent. Oh, what a pity that everybody doesn't enter into the spirit of carnival of Mardi Gras. 
as wholeheartedly as you and I. <laughs> Dockerley. No record under that name, but there is a Klein who carried out emergency surgery on board the Bari after an explosion there. He, too, stays down on the rink, drinking heavily. Worth investigation. Mm. The fact that Servalon was so willing to pay so much in order to prevent her political opponents from contacting him. Very interesting. It indicates that he possesses some important Federation secret which we can extract before giving her his body. <laughs> Grantor wins both ways. Rule of the house. We said on the Krantor episode that, that this story was meant to start with that opening shot of the exterior of Freedom City, yeah. not the car park on the South Bank. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, there's a model shot um, and it was in Starburst spread over the centre yeah. pages and I've, I've reproduced it um, uh, on our Facebook page and I'll put it back up for the toys uh, folder. <laughs> but yeah, it was a model shot and I've, I found it fascinating back then when it was in Starburst because it was quite clearly just redone bits of the Eagle transporter yeah. kit. Uh, whatever, whatever kit. Lunar module. Local, uh, cycle yeah. shop. And, yeah. and I have thought in the past of recreating it because I have got broken yeah, Eagle right. transporters. That would be of them, a good one to do. Yeah. yeah, one of the buildings is actually just the Eagle beak upended. Yeah. You know, it's as simple as that. But also in there, you can see that there's uh, plastic um, egg containers which you yeah. don't get anymore but that would be easy enough to fabricate but there are other shapes in there and i don't know what they were i don't know if they were kitchen implements or whatever but they're very distinctive shapes and that's what, it, what kind of puts me off yeah it literally sounds like um they went through the bins at the studio and whatever and, they had yeah, to whatever have. they had they used yeah um, i could make it about 50 percent accurate but i'd want to make it a bit yeah. more accurate for me to do it because it just this is what this episode misses, isn't it? There's no establishing shot to no, it's, tie all it's this It's all together. in the dialogue, and the dialogue's yeah. great. So when you're no, listening to it, brilliant. and when they when they say he's <laughs> down on the or down on the rink and yeah. down at the docking bays, you know, it and conveys when you, more than what you see on telly, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, when when you get the docking bay and it's a load of old crates with some yeah. naff painting of the Millennium Falcon <laughs> cockpit in the background, it's not quite the same, is it? No, no. It's like when you go into the space bar. And uh, yeah, the dialogue is that it's this CD rundown, and then you go in there, and it's like, oh, is that it? A table? <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, as we said last time, you know, we're going to vote on characters now, which yeah. we never did before, and um, selected ones from each story. I'm afraid we got a we got to vote on the mad old French bat that oh, is okay. the croupier. Okay. What so was you, you mentioned uh, in a couple of recordings back that it was the actress that played this part. Yeah, it's Miss du- 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 oh, Duckett Duquette. from yeah. <laughs> or Duquet. It's her. It uh, is yeah, totally her. Saying, yeah. oh, but here she is in a in a in a leotard and um and fishnets. It, you know. Oh dear. The trouble is, it's like this episode. Although it's renowned quite rightly for being one of the classics, it's not a great episode to have on while you're watching it for people to walk in and out of. Is it? 
No, no, it's one Anne, of those times you get a bit yeah. embarrassed. Yeah, Anne wandered in and it was her. You know, right at the beginning <laughs> when she's saying about... Madame uh, and Monsieur. Yeah, Madame and Monsieur, we have <laughs> the most exciting spectacle in the history of the galaxy. Speed chess. Speed chess, sir. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> so it's Blake Seven. Oh, okay. Couldn't have come along when old Brian's no. in full flow. Yeah, exactly. Or Crantor's or, in full flow. Or the, the wonderful Villa and, uh, Ave, uh, Villa and Avon dialogue with Aurak. It's just, that's mesmerizing stuff. No, when the no. old... The old bat. bat. The old French <laughs> bird was on the stage. <laughs> yeah, so... by vampires. Oh, dear. So she's there. We see our, our man... Are we doing uh, a, a main cast member this time as well? No, 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 no. We're going to hold off on that. Um, but uh, yeah, we our, our main guy for today, Toys, is there. Yes, he's uh, in like pretty much the first scene, isn't it? He uh, he comes to uh, get Serverland. Yes. Now, I wasn't aware that Toys is an actual thing. What do you mean? Toys, not toys that you play with, but Toys. I was say, T- did you T- not have Toys as a kid? T O I S E is a thing. Is it French or something? It is French. It looks French. What does it uh, mean? It, it's a unit of measure for length, area, and volume, originating in pre-revolutionary France. Oh, I'm not sure, quite sure how that fits the character, but... No, it says in North America it was used in colonial French establishments in early New France, and it's an old French unit of length equal to 6 French feet, 6.396 US feet, or 1.949 metres. Oh, those crazy French guys with their wacky measurements. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how it applies. I don't know. It's interesting. I wonder if there's another meaning or something like that. Because I was watching this and I thought, uh, in my notes, um, I was writing down, uh, like, you know, about the couch. And I put, um, uh, he was he was the aide de camp. And I thought, yeah, he's the ultimate aide de camp, with camp <laughs> being the operative word, isn't it? Capital um, letters. Yeah, camp. capital, yeah. yeah, with flashing letters. Um, <laughs> he... Uh, his first appearance, it, again, you got it's that headdress, isn't it? It's like, what is he wearing? Um, but then even yeah. Krantor says that, don't he? It's like, what is that? Is that is that uh, is that allowed? And he goes, hey, he's all defensive, mm. isn't he? He goes, oh, it's of the period. Yes, Krantor. Yeah. I love this about the se- the second calendar that that they. That, that they have some sort of knowledge of the yeah, past. Yeah, but not fully. But all yeah. the records have gone. Because Crantor says that his outfit is modelled after somebody called the Prince Regent. And they know yeah. about Mardi Gras and dressing up. And it's obvious whoever dressed toys, from the neck down, it's one outfit. And then yeah. you've got something from that period. But don't say that people wore it, you know? It, it, it's the equivalent, like, when you, when you see any archaeological dig or you watch Time Team and that. And I guarantee you there's they've put armor together that wouldn't have been worn together and things like that. And I think this is the same. Yeah. They've gone, they know a vagueness. They've got some vague records about the first calendar. And, um, this is their best guess. Yes. <laughs> it would have been nice. I think it would have been actually even better if, if we'd have got a bit of a mix up on the other costumes, mm. you know, like a nun wearing vampire teeth and a top hat, you know, something, something so anachronistic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just to say, these people don't really know what they're doing. You know, this is their version of steampunk almost, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're dressing up. And that that might have took the edge off the fact that it literally is just the BBC costume uh, place that opened its doors to them. Um, 
I was watching this with an eye to toys, as as we do, um, and it's, it's it's really quite interesting, isn't he? Because I, he's, I, I, yeah. I find him fascinating. I want yeah. to know what their relationship yeah. is because they've got all of these, and again, great Robert Holmes dialogue. They've got all of this in that one relationship because Toys is <laughs> slightly camper at times than Crantor, but then at other times not. He's obviously quite a uh, quite a, 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 an intelligent person because he's basically running this place. <coughs> Crantor's nominally in charge, but I think Toys does all the paperwork and keeps it running. He's yep. the pit boss for the casino, and he instantly spots when Villa's cheating. Yep. Um, he seems to weirdly love and adore Crantor, but also is deadly in competition with him for out-camping each other and out-dressing up. But he's ultimately very loyal to it. It's a really nuanced. I'd love to you say. I'd love to see um, these two on a normal day. Yeah, I think you're right. <coughs> he, I think I think Crantor's the figurehead. Yeah, you know of of Freedom City, and um, yeah, but it's Toys who's doing the day to day running. He's the one who employs oh, yeah, people. I think so, yeah. He does the books because yeah, he he starts quite camp. Um, but then he's all serious when he's talking about Dockerley and Klein and, yep. you know, he's oh, he spending turns all his time down on it's the a, rink. Yeah. It's a great performance from John Leeson. And he turns on the sixpence from being a sycophantic, you know, Smithers type to relaying, like you say, all the information about um, uh, Clever Dick, uh, or whatever his name was, and Dockerley. And he instantly as well works out when serve after serverland's meeting he comes in and he's instantly worked out what's going on mm. <coughs> he's not a, he's not a dumb he's not a packer you know from no. doctor who he's a really intelligent guy and he's like uh, so this implies that um that travis ha- or dockley has information that serverland wants and they haven't got it and it's like phew, he's worked out yeah he's, he's yeah. very yeah. he's very or for for his appearance belies it but he's he's very good at his job. Yeah. What do you make of the grape scene? That, that first scene with him and Crantor, with Crantor feeding him the grape. Do you think there's more to this yeah, relationship? I, I I think so. I get the feeling that 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 toys deep down. I won't I, I won't say it's love or anything like that. But he has a lot of affection for Crantor. He wants to impress Crantor. But not in a boss sort of way. I think he he wants he it's almost a father son relationship. But he wants approval mm. from Crantor, and Crantor knows that. And toys with uh, no pun intended. Toys, toys with, with toys, it. yeah. <laughs> <coughs> but yeah, yes, I think there's definitely definitely deeper relationship than just boss and his aide. Yeah, I think it's a one way thing though. Oh, I don't think you can say the yeah. same Crantor no. back. Yeah, Cr- Crantor's. And again, no pun intended, toying him along completely. I don't think Crantor's got... Crantor's almost a sociopath, in it? I don't think he's got any feelings or loyal to anyone but himself. That's absolutely right, yeah. Um, two more characters we've got to vote on today um, is Jarrier, with oh, his yeah. unfortunate perm. The powder um, the f- puff. The pow- powder puff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that, is an, that is an odd uh, uh, line yes. to come out of Blake Seven. 
Um, and uh, the, the clute. I thought we'll mention <laughs> oh, uh, a little deep. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 toys who demands Villa must be stopped because, as you say, he's worked out what's happening on the yeah. wheel. I mean, it's pretty obvious the way Villa's yeah. acting that he's got some oh, communication yeah. device. Look at the way he puts his hand up to his ear. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's, yeah, he's, Villa's not being very subtle, is he, really, in this, in his cheating? Um, yes. <laughs> but, yeah, he instantly spots it. and He instantly contacts uh, Krantor. Krantor doesn't seem particularly interested in it, does he? But but when it looks like he's going to, yeah, you know, he's gonna lose clean him out, yeah. he, he demands that yeah. toys do something. But... Uh, to stop Villa leaving with all the money. But yeah. uh, it's actually Crantor who steps in and says, oh, why don't you yeah. come and have a little drink with me in the tent? Yeah, because it's, it's, I, I like the scene where um, where uh, Toys first alerts Crantor to Villa and he's like, there's there's someone making a big win. And Crantor's like, ah, the big win is good for publicity. People like to see him. And he goes, he's, he's close to this amount. Stop him. <laughs> it's yeah. just great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's great as well, I always forget it's coming, but when, um, you know, Crantor announces that Villa's going to take on the clue, yes. Paul Darrow's oh, spitting the food, yeah. the food out. That's I want a meme great. of that. That's so good. Um, yeah, I like it. Because uh, Villa, up to now, Villa sort of, when they see the first guy, the Cavalier guy getting done, and he's, Villa can't understand it, can he? He's like, why would anyone risk their winnings on that? <laughs> and then, he, he, of course, he's drugged into doing it. Um, mm. But again, it's nice. Crantor sort of, um, I think we mentioned before, he's, he, he's willing to get hands on, isn't he? Yeah, because mm. because obviously uh, all the security guys are off looking for Dockley and Travis, so there's no one to stop Villa. So it's like, oh, I'll step in because I don't want to lose the money. Yeah, that's all that's yeah. important to him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, of course, uh, it's a draw, as the old yep. bat says. It's a draw, and Crantor's uh, crestfallen, and he says, um, "You know, I don't understand, Toys. What happened?" And Toys, uh, well, he berates him. He says, "I'll tell you what happened. You blew it." Yeah, you know. Well, to- that- Toys is right because he he wanted to stop him before this. <coughs> you know, and Crantor yeah. was like, "No, he's it's good for publicity." And I, yeah, I think, and again. I got a feeling that after this, when Crantor's quietly bumped off, Toys is going to be running it, and it. It's a parallel. Yesterday morning over breakfast, I watched Shadow. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, very similar sort of. Yeah. Idea. And, and yeah, you've got the henchman uh, to Largo. Yeah. Who murders Largo, and yeah. then he takes all the possessions and becomes him, and it could be that that's what happened to, yeah. to Toys, and therefore he might be okay but unfortunately we've got this line from Servalan she's going on about it's been an ambition of hers for ages to get rid of Freedom yes, City yeah. to wipe it away um, it's never really I mean we don't ever know if Crantor owns Freedom City what the deal no, is no we there. don't know we... what the whether he's been put in I mean you could almost if you if you want to do fanfic and things like that you could almost put this down to the uh the Terra Nostra, couldn't you? That they're yeah. The well, they ran Space behind. City, yeah. so why not Freedom yeah. City? And and I think that that does make sense. I'm happy to go with that rationale. That yeah, Crantor's just a figurehead put in charge by someone bigger than him. And when when this gets out, yeah, he's going to be quietly bumped off. Um, I don't know whether Toys would be the one to do it, but I could see he would just order one of the others, one of the henchmen, to do it, wouldn't he? 
Well, he's broke now, yeah. isn't he? Crantor's yeah. broke. They've, they've, they've broken the bank. Yep. So, that, yeah, there's going to be repercussions to Crantor. Got to be, yeah, got to be. I think I think Toy should take that headgear off and keep his head down. Yeah. Or keep the headgear on and keep his head down and run at Crantor and just spear him. <laughs> that's, how he, yeah. that's how he gets rid of him, yeah. He accidentally ha- sat on my headpiece, yeah. I was I was going to come out with some backstory to toys yeah. about how he lived in a dome on Earth um, and he, he he was banished from it and the um, um, you know the dome was called Pram, so toys was chucked out oh, of Pram. But no. I couldn't be bothered, so I just. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I'll, I'll mention it here. All right, so uh, behind the scenes we have the mighty John Leeson. Yes. The wonderful, mighty wonderful, John Leeson. Always good, always watchable. Do you know what he did when he left school? Uh, I don't know. He worked in a bookshop. Oh, right. And then he was a porter in uh, the Leicester Royal Infirmary Hospital. Um, and then joined the Leicester D- Dramatic Society and ultimately applied for and won a place at RADA. So wasn't um, wasn't Peter Mayhew a porter in a hospital? He was a hospital porter. Yeah, and he and, became and, a big dog. He did, yeah. yes. And um, John Leeson was a hospital porter, and he became a little dog. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Very good. That's not bad for, uh, you know, quite late on a Saturday it is, afternoon. yeah. We're, we're quite... We're, we're just... We're sort of um, ticking over time, ready to see how bad Doctor Who's going to be tonight, aren't we? Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll just carry on talking about Blake Seven yeah. till midnight. Um, do you remember him being the original Bungle in Rainbow? I don't. I, in fact, this is weird. I read this the other day totally unconnected i was uh, looking at um as you do sort of flicking through uh youtube and um there was something about rainbow and they said about uh john leeson used to be the i don't remember that was he the was he the horrible no not that that thing that that horrible thing but i I think for maybe the first series which was like 72 wasn't it uh he was he was in the suit and he was doing the voice. I don't remember that at all. I, I just remember classic Bungle. Yeah. That's an iconic I... character to play, though, isn't it, really? What? Bungle. bungle. Yeah, your Bungle and your canine. That's like, that's but pretty then, good. But then you've also, you've got the old voice of the Daleks as Zippy. That's true, yes. As yeah. well, haven't you? It's a Doctor Who fest. Yeah. That show would have been. It's all connected. Yeah, and like you said last time, I think we've got our, our champ for the Doctor Who connections. I think it's going to be, isn't it? Nobody can beat it. Nobody. He's He's got uh, 109, <laughs> and that's not counting podcasts and the audio adventures, because wow. he's done a load yeah, as canine. Lot, yeah. He's a very, very um, fan-friendly actor, isn't he? He'll do fan stuff. He'll do conventions. He's not, he's not standoffish about no. doing this sort of thing. So yeah, he's he's done a lot of audio. Yeah. Parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> I mean, the Doctor Who list of the yeah. 109, it's uh classic Who 61 times. How many uh, of those was K9? A lot. Yeah. Um Dimensions in Time, uh Downtime, Sharda, the new uh Doctor Who, he played K9 twice, the K9 series 29 times, Sarah Jane Adventures 12 times, K9 and Company a a, a girl's best friend and the five-ish doctors. Wow! All right, so that makes the hundred and nine. Because he also so, was—he he played various other parts in Doctor Who. Didn't yes, he? yes. In shot and voices yeah. and things like that. 
And here we've got Aubrey Woods, of course. We yep. haven't long uh, discussed him in Day of the Daleks. He was the controller, wasn't yep. he? Yes, yeah. Sil- Sylvia Coleridge is the mad old bat. She was Miss in... Miss uh, Ducat. Ducat, yep. She was in yep. Doctor Who once. Yep. And uh, Deep Roy yes, um, was times, actually in yeah. Do- Doctor Who twice. Twice, was it? I know he was um, Magnus Greer's little friend, the Peking homunculus. Yep. Yeah, in Sin. Talons of Wang yep. Chiang. But he was in Mind Warp, the Colin Baker oh, story. Oh, was he a little... Uh... He was a Posican delegate. Yeah, he had a pteroleptal head on or something, didn't he? I think, yeah, I so so that's twice. Yeah. But yeah, I can't see anyone beating John Lee. No, I can't. I, even if... even if I mean, we didn't have any Doctor's guest star in Blake 7, did we? I don't think. Uh, well, Colin... Oh yeah, Colin did. But <laughs> even if even if we had poor Colin, I've forgotten him. Even if we had all those appearances, that's not even one classic season of uh, K nine, is it? That is true. Yeah. That is true. Okay, no. So here we go. This is when when, when it's going to get interesting. Well, I think so. Um, we got a vote right. on how many we've got. We've got four characters to vote on. So okay. so let's start with the clute first. Can the we clute. start with the clute? little deep right? Um, I, I really like Deep Roy. He always, he always brings a little smile when I see him in films. And he's done an amazing amount of stuff. He's got to be one of England's, Britain's most successful actors. Um, although I vaguely think, wasn't he from Sri Lanka originally or something? But um, he's great. But in this... He can't act. No, he's... he's <laughs> I, don't want to, I don't want to veer into saying he's embarrassing in it. But he's not good in it. No, and I don't. That, yeah. that laugh he, he, yeah. he does when the cavalier dies is uh, not not. Very no. Can you imagine if they'd have just instead had him silent and he just smiles coldly? Yeah, that would have been good. But no, he does this weird cackle, and it's oh, it's not good at all. So yeah, I mean, design-wise, at least they haven't tried to make. Oh, but him we alien. don't do design. Oh, and we don't it's do joint, is it, it, It's one? just it's just a joint. Oh, one right. On this. Okay. Yeah. In that case, it's an all-encompassing number. In that case, I don't think the character works, and it's not a great performance. Bless him from Deep Roy. Uh, I'm going to give him a three. That's exactly yeah. what I've done. All right, a three for the clue. Now we have uh, the permed one, the one with the space perm, oh, Jarier. Um. This was weird, because I think I mentioned last time we covered this episode a lot, it seems so many years ago. Um, he must have fans, this character, because I had a commission to do in my little Imar range. Of, oh, I had, yeah, I had to make one, um, and I sold a grand total of one of him. No one else wanted him. <laughs> um, and it's such a weird character, this. He's there purely for exposition. We, yes. don't, we don't ever see him again. We've never heard from him before. And even Tarrant, uh, Tarrant, even um, Travis is so dismissive on him. It's like, what the hell if you, this is what you've replaced me with. What is his function? I what does he know. do? It's almost like Servalan's met him in the canteen and he's followed her. Cause he, he's not a bodyguard. No, he's not, he? not a bodyguard at all. He doesn't appear to have any power. He's not even like an aide de camp to Servalan because he never does anything. No, nope. it's like he's just a, a best mate or a neighbour that's tagged along. It's like, okay, I, I can give you a lift to the shops, but we've got to go to work first. Oh, yeah. okay. And he's just going, "What? Who's this then? What's this happening? And what would happen then? I, if I was Servalan, I'd just kill him. I wouldn't. He's so <laughs> annoying. Um, and again, 
purely my opinion, I don't think the actor's very good. No. I don't when think... He's done, yeah. I still don't understand. Yeah, so is that I, the no, best take understand. we had? Mm. Couldn't you have done that again? Um, where it, Everyone else in this episode, apart from Deep Roy, and possibly the uh, the cackly woman, um, everyone else just out-acts him. I don't know, is he... I, I don't recognise him from anything. Has he been No, I don't recognise him. He's got a very distinctive face, yeah, hasn't he? Yeah, very distinctive. Um, uh, yeah. I... I I, every time some, every time I watch this and then go away, I forget he's in it. He's mm. such a forgettable character. And then, like say, when someone asked for the thing, I had to look him up. It's like, who the hell is that? Oh, is that is that the Dockerly guy? No, no, it's a different guy. Um, I'm going to give him. I, I mean, at least with Deep Roy, it's Deep Roy. So, like say, you get that little ah oh, before you realise he's not very good. Uh, but this guy, he hasn't got any charm whatsoever. His his line delivery is like it's a rehearsal. It's like, we're going to put any emotion into that? No? No? Mm. Oh, well. I'm going to give him a two. I gave him a three. All right. Generous. Two and, two and a half. Um, I must say, um, this isn't the end of uh, Gambit, because we, we've got to come back, because another time we're going to look at Clever Dick. Oh, God, um, yeah. And and also vote on Dockerly. Uh, That's did we, sometime did we, in the Oh, future. yeah, we never... We didn't but we never gave him a vote out of 10. Discussed Dockerly, yeah. Yeah, so like that's Dockerly. two, two and good. a half. I like him. I like his coat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> and and let, let's have the French, the French old bat tar. now. Um, she can't be a tart. No one uh, would know. <laughs> I, I like to think that she's been doing this since she was like 19. And she's, she's been doing something. Yeah, she's been doing someone. Um, and uh, <laughs> I think it's like each year she's just got more despondent and all her charms have gone. Um, weirdly, though, although this part is really embarrassing, the actress isn't. I think she's quite good in it. She's she's putting some effort into it. It's just such a weird thing. I mean, who was this in the script, do you reckon? We see a... We see a uh, 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 you know, a stockinged lady who's in her sixties. Oh, she's got an outrageous French accent. Uh, she doesn't work much for me. I don't think she's, but she's memorable, and she's at least putting effort in. So I'm going to give her a a run of the mill five. Okay, I gave her a six. <coughs> All right, so that's five that's and a half. Stockings. Isn't it? Here's a question that's just occurred to me. It, it, it's something to put to you. Do you think she is uh, Crantor's mum? Oh, she could be. That could would be. be that would be funny, wouldn't it? If she comes in and starts licking a hanky and rubbing his face, you've got or at something the very on end. your chin. Yeah. It's a beautiful You lost spot, all that money. <laughs> You're a very naughty yeah. boy. You lost yeah. again, Crantor. <laughs> could be. All right. Could be his mum or his auntie. Weird auntie Sal. Or his wife. Yeah. Oh. So when do he goes gambling? Um, <laughs> uh, I shouldn't be so cruel on her. Okay. All right. So th- and then we got toys. Toys. Um, toys is is great. I love toys. <laughs> I like his look. I like the way he acts. And I like there's so many subtleties in this relationship. Um, this isn't just a. The, can you, this part could have under a lesser actor could have been exactly the same as Javier. Javier, mm-hmm. whatever his name was, um, Perma Boy. In the, realistically, he's just giving exposition, 
But then John Leeson put such a lovely spin on it that you don't think he's given exposition. You suddenly realize he's ordering Krantor about and he's yeah. guiding Krantor into what to do and he's in charge. Um, it's great performance, great script. Uh, I, I'm going to give him a. Do I go eight or nine? I'm going to go. I'm going to go in the middle. Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I gave him an eight, yep. so that's 8.25. If you'd given him an eight, he would be in a caravan with Tice. So you'd oh, have right. Tice and Toys. Oh, that would be but, the, the tea but caravan, you didn't. yeah. Yeah, so the caravan park looks like this. So down by the old cesspit at the bottom, okay, you have got Jarrier <laughs> and, his, and his perm. Then you've got the Clute next door at number three. Then you've got Tarvin oh, from last right, yeah. time. Okay, at number four and a half or four point five, then you've got the French old bat at five point five. Next door to her at number six, you've got Sarkov. Then you've got Tice, and then you've got Toys. So Toys is second from the top. Right. He's he's right next door to Cali. This is a weird old caravan park, isn't it? To be fair, and it's going to get weirder. Yeah. <laughs> this is a very freaky one. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see just how everyone is placed and how things move yeah. around and who shares with who. All right. So that's us. We're nearly done. Uh, before, because it's me voting. Yes, uh, your uh, choice. Choosing yeah. next, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we do that, something we haven't done for such a long time, um, is be- and it's because we haven't been doing this show for such a yeah, long time. Yeah, how long is it since we did the last episode? But no, I, I, I went on to iTunes. Oh, right. Right, and we've got some uh, uh, reviews. Oh wow! How, and, and ratings. How long have they been on there? Have we, have we been remiss? well since we were last uh, broadcasting. Uh, these have been oh, these both from this ones. year. Oh, right. These are new ones. Oh, excellent. But I tell you what, we've got twenty-two five-star ratings. Oh, thank you, listeners. That's lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, so I'll go to the one from May. Um, um, so, uh, apologies, Molder Maniac, for it is he or she. Um, uh, the the review uh, title is, yeah <laughs> says uh, uh, the title of it is, is I'm so late to this wonderful party. Oh, right. Well, the good news is you've got a big old back catalogue. Yeah, yeah, Molder Maniac. Do you do, do you like the back catalogue and what we're doing now? And this is what Molder Maniac says. All right, and I can totally relate to what Molder Maniac is saying here. Um, saying I've been a Blake saying. Blake 7 fan since the beginning when I was that odd teenager who, after the show ended, listened constantly to my LP <laughs> of Blake 7 sound effects. Yeah, we've got that. Yeah. Um, from, from the BBC Radiophonic Workshop, wore green lace-up men's shoes everywhere, <laughs> which I called my villa boots. I still have them, and wrote numerous protest letters to the BBC about the deaths of my favourites. But goodness me, I've missed the trick in not knowing about this podcast. I'm listening out of order. Villa first, because he's my favourite, then Avon, second favourite, and so on. But I'm having a time of my life and getting through some otherwise boring household decorating and home maintenance tasks by being entertained with these two fellow obsessives chatting away in my ears about the greatest TV programme ever invented. I thoroughly recommend it. Oh, that's really nice. We, um, uh, it's very nice. We're the background to a lot of mundane chores, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. People, people listen to us while they're cooking. Yeah, cooking as well, and don't cleaning. They? And... Well, if it gets you through no, it. I mean, it could be worse. They could listen to us while they're having rumpy pumpy. Oh, no, no. that can never happen. No. Barry White, we're not. 
us talking, we are the ultimate cock block. That is true. Yeah, if you want, not? yeah, if you want to delay any uh, any gratification, pop us on. I'm going to put that on the Neos's thing. Yeah. Eric and Ian, the ultimate cock block. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then from September this year, we have General Maxi Muse. Maxi Muse. Right. Maxi Muse. We have his real name at the end. I know this is male. So uh, uh, the title, Blake Seven, a far-sighted, high-concept show. Agreed. And yes, it says, uh, he says, this review podcast is mesmerizingly brilliant. It brings the highly knowledgeable experience of the presenters into a deep look at one of the most influential series of the late 70s. Eric and Ian are so personable, and the anglicised nature of the programme and their analysis raises this far above the normal run-of-the-mill podcast elsewhere on iTunes, etc. If you enjoy this, please do check out their work on Doctor Who Adversaries, which is equally entertaining and compelling. Love this show and always looking forward to their next project. Also, can't wait for the detailed look at the master in their Doctor Who series. And that's from Max Hugh Beverly, Republic of East Yorkshire, England. So, Max. Thank you. That was lovely. Thank you very much. Yeah. Well, we will be talking about the master on Doctor Who Adversaries in his various decades, aren't we? We are, yeah. We're going to have to break him up a bit. He's got to be broken up. You can't do it all in one go. No, (laughs) no. All right. So thank you very much, you two. Yeah, they, um, they, they were lovely. Very, very yeah. humbling. Yeah, I hope you're still subscribed and you're getting these new ones. Yes. And if you do, let us know on on iTunes or on our Facebook page. Yeah. yeah so do they compare? Have we gone stale? <laughs> like a like a, a month old bag of special K. That was that was a lovely <laughs> metaphor there, Ian. Right, we've got exactly one hour before Doctor Who, and I've got to cook the dinner. Oh, so, um, well, all right, so you might be having turkey later, mightn't you? Hey. <laughs> Huge, great dollops of it. <laughs> Let's find out in an hour. <clears throat> but before I go, I've got to announce what we're going oh, to, yeah, yeah. Uh, who we're going to talk about. To it's season three. Okay, I'll give you and the listener a a clue. This character is responsible for the only time in Blake Seven. The use of the word mouthwash. Oh God! Um, see, I immediately went to uh, uh, Sergeant Clegg because nope. I imagine he needed mouthwash. Um, he needed a lot of things. Yeah, that man. deodorant, possibly. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I've not registered the use of mouthwash. The line is, mouthwash wouldn't hurt either. Is that from Villa? It Sounds is. Like a villa one. Um, in that case, is You're it. going to get yeah, it. Is it Carol? It is Yay. Carol. Carol, Carol. Carol. Yes. Yeah. Carol. Baben's right arm woman. Yes. Oh, that's an interesting one. Have we not discussed yeah. it? Did we not? No, 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 no. And it's actually that? Carol that yeah. gave me the nugget of um, resurrecting oh, this right. show. Because I watched it. It's, I know what it was. I watched it when when I made Baben's Spaceship yeah. and I watched the episode. And it's like, oh, I love this episode. And we never really talked about Carol because yeah. we kept talking about Colin Baker, didn't we? Well, I mean, um, as you would. Yeah. As you would. Um, yeah, because I think the the, the, the the ultimate we discussed was, it's her from Police Sir, isn't it? Yeah, was it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. The, the oldest teenager yeah. ever. Yeah. That's amazing. That's... Um... I thought we'd discussed it, but you're right, we didn't. No, no, Only no. Only periphery. So um, we're gonna... I, I imagine it's not the first time she's given you the nugget either, is it? But, uh... 
Well, she did go out with someone called Eric on Please That's Sir, true, did yes. she not? Yeah, you're right. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. And again, not a hard episode to watch. Yes, but the problem is going to be, <laughs> and it's exactly what happened when, you know, Blade Runner in character, how can you look past Roy Batty yeah. and look at somebody else? It's it's having the the strength to ignore Colin Baker's Baben to look at um, Carol. What you're going to have to do is, is make a cardboard cutout shape and hold it up on the screen when Colin's, Colin, yeah, shape. Colin shape, move it about. Um, yeah, it's going to be difficult. We might have to do a bit of fast forwarding. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. fascinating because I, I think when we did our Babe and the Butcher episode, we were talking about she is a character of two halves. Yes. You've got the, the, the leather studded one, or it's meant to be leather studs, yeah. and then when she's had a scrub up, her character completely changes once she's yeah. clean. So that's an awful lot of talk, d- discussing to do about it that. It is, yeah. And she's, al- she's also, we'll save it for the episode, but she's also not only two looks. She's got two personalities as well, hasn't she? she yes, that's up. what I mean. Yeah. That, that That's what I mean. Her <laughs> character changes. So, yeah, we'll be talking about Carol Excellent. Hawkins. I'm sure we'll get some carry-on talk in there because she's been in a couple that's of carry-ons as well, yeah. hasn't she? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, that'll be that in two weeks' oh, time. Excellent. Look forward to that. All right, right. I've got to, I've got to cook the dinner. Okay. All right. You, you, okay. you go off and... and... I'll nuggets. see you on Facebook in uh, in in a couple of hours, yes. uh, where we where, where we will find out what we thought. Yes. What, yeah. what happened to Doctor Who? Was it all a dream? Who knows? Oh, very good. Hey. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Brilliant. See you again. See you, listener. Right. Bye-bye, bye bye then. Bye bye.